Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this wonderful August afternoon. We're going to set a new record, aren't we, in Ireland? Yes, for the highest temperature in August. Looks like it. It is glorious out there. Long may it continue. It's with us to Sunday, at least. They say it changed then, but at least you can plan now for the next few days, which is simply fantastic. We're talking to Rick Cronje uh, just towards the end of the show yesterday about barbecuing. I'm sure the barbecues will be flying and are flying all over the place. Enjoy, enjoy. Just before we meet our first guest today, I have a few giveaways on the show. So let's begin with the uh, horse show at the RDS. It's back after uh, uh, an elapse of three years. It begins next Wednesday, the 17th of August, and runs to Sunday, the 21st. What a family day out it is. The food, the drinks, the dressing up, and of course the jumping itself, the highlight being the Nations Cup. I have a family pass to give away again today to one of you. Two adults, three children, in for free. Here's the question. In what year was the RDS? RDS founded. It was known as the Dublin Society back then. In what year? 1730. It's a long time ago, isn't it? 1731 or 1732. Which year? Have a go. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. 1730, 1731 or 1732. The RDS founded and we'll pick somebody before the end of the show today. Now, the weather's fantastic and people are out and about. The beaches are but there's just not the beach to go to. There's our parks, our woodlands, lakeside, riverside. And of course, when you go and go for the day out, you need the picnic. Oh, God almighty, do I remember the days with me late, ma'am, that we used to head off on the bus out to Mornington with the picnic with us. But you know, when you go, there's a few things you need to keep in mind. And I'm delighted to welcome to Late Lunch for the first time today from the Cool Food School, Deirdre Doyle. Hello, Deirdre. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Not at all. You're very welcome to the show. Well, look, at I, 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 I've been looking at you and what you do and very interesting with the way you talk about picnics and how it can be used to really introduce children and really to show them what good food is. That's one aspect of this that you're big on, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I teach kids about food and uh, cooking all the time. So to me, I see picnics as a great opportunity to give kids foods that um, they might not normally have at home because 
they have no access to other foods, so they can't say, oh, <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little strategy of mine. They, they can't turn around and say, no, I don't want that. I want, you know, something else that you have in the fridge because there is no anything else in the fridge. So, um, yeah, so it's a good little opportunity to load them up with foods that are, you know, nice and healthy. And I'm not saying don't bring the treats. Absolutely bring the treats if you want. But, um you know, it's a great opportunity to bring stuff that is really nice and healthy and filling um, that they may not normally, you know, choose first mm. when they're at home. Mm. That's a that's a that's a great uh, scenario to exist in, isn't yeah. it? Because it is too handy in the home. I know exactly, and I'm sure parents listening today are with yeah. you all the way on that one. The other thing is, uh, and you you mentioned too, they're out in the open air. They'll go go go. They're running up the ten thousand and twenty thousand steps on their Fitbits if they have them. <laughs> and you, you know they're hungry, aren't they? They're hungry. You have them where you want them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're hungry. So they'll eat what you what you have. <laughs> you and hope. If you only have, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you only have what you have on a picnic, well, then they're more likely to eat it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's what I love about picnics. You know, when I, my kids, when I bring them out, I make sure I pack them really good, you know, protein loaded sandwiches, and our snacks are like fruit and veg based. Um, I love popcorn as a snack. You know, if you pop your own popcorn, it's as cheap as chips, um, and. Yeah, and then we might get an ice cream or something like that. So I don't mm. bring lots of biscuits or anything like that. That's just me, you know. I'm, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's all they can have because that's all that's all we have. Well, so you know, that's all you have. That's it. And if you're hungry, you eat it. I remember yeah, that phrase yeah. ringing in my ear at home yeah. when I was a little fella myself. To be honest with you, but let's just step back for a minute. I want to because you you you're uh, someone who's well experienced at picnics and bringing your children and out and about. Let's start with yeah. the the ba- have you a picnic basket. I have a picnic bag that I use. So it has a an insulated mm. uh, part to it and it has plates and knives and cutlery and it's, yes. it's a backpack as opposed to a basket. Very good. So it's easy, yeah, it's easy to carry and the kids think it's the best thing since uh, sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> they love using it. Yeah, the traditional um, baskets we know, you know, the wicker that was of years know, ago. Yeah, they're the, gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Yeah, now yeah. They're hard, but that, I like that backpack idea because it combines, obviously, then when you say about the internal, because I was going to say to you, what about bringing a cooler bag with you with your drinks in it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if if we're going on a bigger, so that we might bring that on more of a like a hike. If we're going on a walk or something like that because it's easy to carry. Now, if we're going on a big day where you know down to the beach where you're not going to be walking carrying the cooler, you know you, you bring a cooler then. Um, so one thing that I I did, we're just back from Spain actually, where the temperatures are. Yeah, it's hot here, but it's it's mm. stifling over there. Mm. And um, what I did was I put um, bottles of water in the freezer overnight yeah, and then put them into the picnic bag in the morning so that they um, kept the food cold, but they also kept the water cold because um, by the time it came for the kids to drink the water then, it had melted a little bit and they were able to drink it, but it was still nice and cold. So um, that was a good solution in, you know, when I was away from home and I didn't have... Um, anything else with me so that might be a thing that people could do is they could freeze uh, now people recommend freezing juices and the drinks in advance so that um, on a hot day like today when you go down the beach by the time the kids want to drink them they're mm. 
they've melted, but they, they're still cool. Yes, that is a great tip. Deirdre Doyle, you're clever clogs. I know it, I know it, I feel it already. That is a marvellous tip because you get the cool drinks and you keep the food chilled as well that you have I with you. you. Oh, I listen. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah, are for yeah. dancing, as they say. When you have the brains, you have the brains. Here's the other thing, you know, the little add-ons in the bag because where do you stand, you know, with cutlery? Real fake? Real cutlery, you know? You bring that with you? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would bring real cutlery. Well, you don't want to like disposable now. Is is you know, right. everybody's getting away from disposable. Yeah, it's out the door. So yeah. Yeah. it's out the door. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'd be just bring the real cutlery. Like why not? Yeah. But, you know, um, napkins. Napkins. I'd always bring. You know, I'd always bring a paper towel. I'd always yes. bring a paper towel okay. because then um, that covers all eventualities. Mm. Um, and what was I going to say there? Yeah, like a lot of the time for a picnic. Well, the, certainly the picnics I go take my kids on. They're just eating sandwiches, so they actually don't really need cutlery as such. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah. Okay, so it, but but cookies. it's you're right. It's the real McCoy because the other stuff is a no no now going forward. The big yeah. rug or the blanket? Oh, it's a must. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have a rug that I have. I'd say thirty years. Good on you. We would bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's 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 destroyed now. I must get a new one. But yeah, no. I always have a nice rug. <laughs> it is very very important. Yeah. No need yeah. to say this, but just to re-emphasize it: hats and sun cream, please, for oh, everybody. Yeah. And you've seen that where you've come from and even here now it's just so essential yeah, isn't it yeah. oh yeah absolutely you wouldn't go outside the door now on a no. day like today without the um, the sun cream on and I was just teaching in a, in a school I was teaching a little cooking class in a school just down the road there were preschoolers and um, the teachers were lathering the sun cream on before they came out to do the little mm. class so mm. Yeah, no, absolutely essential. It's so important. Now, the other thing is, you know what I'm talking about, the hungry eye, or eyes, plural, I should say, <laughs> bringing enough. You know, if you, if you skimp, you know, bring plenty that, you know, one child may see another child. You know what you're talking about, trying something yeah. new. You need enough, yeah. don't you? Don't skimp. Don't skimp, no. And always bring plenty of sandwiches. And I always recommend, and this is even for going back to school, you know, is protein lots of protein because that's what's going to keep the kids full mm. um it's not the bread and jam sandwiches it's the sandwiches which tune is a great one because it doesn't really go off yes um the cheese can you know go a bit melted in the heat so it's it's it can be a bit hit and miss but tune is a great one actually mm. um and that's packed full of protein um hard boiled eggs are is another great option oh yes that, the yeah, boiled yeah, egg yeah yeah <laughs> famous five I was just reading the famous five there recently to the kids, and that's uh, that they always had the old hard course, on their in their, um, in their picnics. It has to be. Uh, Somebody's asking about the tuna. Does it not go soggy? There's a question just quickly in for you. You know, does the tuna not go soggy? What have your solution uh, to that? Yeah, well, I, it would depend on the type of bread. I suppose you use to to a, to an a, to an extent. Um, okay. So I use nice thick bread. Um, so then it doesn't necessarily go soggy. Yes. And if you have lettuce, um, now I know kids are not mad lettuce lovers, but if if for yourself, for example, if you are using lettuce, you could use that as kind of a barrier between Correct. the bread and the tuna. Yes. If it's, if it's well dried and everything. Mm, so um, that's one. And the other option you can always do, of course, is to take the tuna, you know, mixed with your mayonnaise and your yes. corn or whatever. 
in a separate tub and your bread uh, ah, and yes. make them up as you go. You've you just know? solved that dilemma like that. So you have well done <laughs> to you. The other thing is um, lots of drinks, of course. Uh, wh- where do you stand with, you know, lots of people? And I, I hate to bring this up with you, but, you know, a lot of picnic b- baskets and bags and everything are packed with crisps, Coke, chocolate, sweets, all that type of stuff. What do you say to that? I know they love the treats. Yeah, well, look, you know, you can't you can't exclude them, and especially if you're going on a day out with the kids. I would operate on an eighty twenty um, philosophy where mm. you know eighty percent is good wholesome food, twenty percent then you have you know your fruit, few treats. Yes. I tend not to bring like a packet of biscuits with me because then the kids will eat all of, all of the biscuits. So what <laughs> we'll do is we we'll get an ice cream or something when yeah. we're out. Mm. Um, so they'll all get one ice cream and that's it. They're done. They've had the treat and they're done. So. That's what I'm saying when it's your opportunity to, you know, feed your kids foods that you want them to eat. You know, it's not providing them with foods you don't want them to eat. Yeah. If you know what I mean? So if you don't want them to eat crisps, don't bring crisps. Mm. If you're happy for them to eat crisps, then bring crisps. Mm. That's fine. Totally up to you. And the same with biscuits or whatever. Um, fizzy drinks, I, I would stick to water personally. Um, okay. We, we don't, fizzy drinks are, uh, you know bit of a treat in our house so yes you get them we get them if they like my kids are older now they're 11 and 13 and 15 so um they would get them maybe if we went out for a meal they'd yeah. have a fizzy drink don't worry the pressure's um, on its way i can tell you we've been all we've been, i've been through those phases and nearly gone through them again with grandchildren the pressure's on the way let's see how you resist over the coming years that's another feature i look forward to talking to you about that but, but yeah, here, yeah, yeah. here's the thing there what about fruit now talk to me about fruit are bananas a good or bad idea to bring in the on the picnic I, well the bananas I would say I would steer clear of the bananas because they get squashed yes, in the bag for, black, for yeah. a start mm. they go black mm. and on a day like today when yeah no I'd steer clear of the bananas but what I would bring instead is melon I think melon is lovely if you cut it up and um, again if you have it in some kind of cooler bag melon is full of water so it's mm. a great alternative if the kids are not drinking water it's a great alternative to have to keep yes. um to give them keep them hydrated yeah so melon is a great one and then apples and oranges and grapes and berries all that kind of stuff yeah we mm. i always bring loads and loads of fruit mm. um and chopped up veggies again for the same reason because if there's nothing else to eat they leave <laughs> <You know? laughs> that little again. actually i'm just uh, interviewing somebody uh, Lars anderson is joining me later and, and he they, they have a new survey out that says irish parents are the most lenient in the world <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I'll take this up with him, so I will as well. But look at yeah, yeah. what what we're trying to do, and we were talking about obesity in the show earlier in the week as well. Is balance, isn't it? And try and encourage the, the the good stuff, and the others are treats, as you said. The eighty twenty, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes foods is something mm. I've seen on the internet. There are sometimes foods. Yes. Um, so I, for my top tip is getting kids cooking, getting kids into the kitchen. I, I wrote a kids cookbook earlier on that was published, released this year. And I, and I teach kids cooking and I yeah. see every single time kids that cook will eat what they cook. Yeah. So, and cooking is not baking. That's not baking cookies and buns and stuff. It's cooking food, mm. real food. Mm. Um, and if you get your kids interested, excited in food and interested in cooking, your job's done mm. pretty much, you know, because they'll they'll develop a, a love of food and they'll want to eat the food that is yes. good for them yes. uh, just by default. So, mm. yeah, that's my 
top tip. Well, for, we'll be coming back to you because I know you have lots more to say about, you know, yeah. good nutrition and introducing children to these good habits from an early age. But look, before yeah. we finish, there is there anything to beat? A lovely picnic with the blanket out and all the food yeah. with you in the open airs. It's special, isn't it? It's special. Absolutely, absolutely. And with the weather we're having, like how look, there is no better place to be there than in is Ireland. None. There is none. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So go out and enjoy the weather. Bring your sun cream, bring your tuna sandwiches <laughs> and your popcorn and enjoy. <laughs> enjoy is right. Lovely to talk to you. It's great to have you yeah, with us today. Say. Talk to you again in the yeah, future. Take care. Take bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. That's Deirdre Doyle there from the Cool Food School. Check her out. She's a fantastic lady. She really is. Louise, picnics in your childhood. Was it a thing? What about today with your own crew? Do you do, do, you do it? What, give me a feel for you and picnics. Childhood, yes. And um, Myself and my cousins used to just myself and my cousins. Yeah. And we'd make uh, crisp sandwiches mm. and we'd go to my Uncle Paul's. <laughs> Good job, Paul's. Deirdre's gone. We'd go, go on. We'd go to my Uncle Paul's uh, house and we'd sit out the back and he grew lo- loads of, um, you know, them peas, peas and pods. Mm. And we'd eat our fill. Garden Sorry, peas. Sorry, Paul. Garden <laughs> peas are lovely. You. Open the pods. They're, They're sweet. Beautiful. They're sweet yeah. to eat. So you have childhood and memories pick, of that. we'd pick all the yeah. you know, blackberries or whatever uh-huh. and eat all them. You see that? Uh, uh, blackberry and crisp sandwich is just <laughs> out of this world. It's gorgeous. A yeah. blackberry and, and uh, pea, blackberry and crisp sandwich, whatever combination you want. But look, at seriously, I have memories too of when I was small. We didn't have a car in our house and we That's used to get the bus. Oh. Uh, we used to walk down to the bus depot with my mum would have uh, all the, the food and that with her and the blanket and we'd be helping out onto the bus out to Mornington up to the dunes in Mornington and we'd be out there for the day and bus back home the evening absolutely wrecked scorched no hats Oh, no yeah. sunburn, no. Uh, you know, no sun cream, anything like that. Run and you'd be just out of energy. And as Deirdre was saying there, you'd eat your fill. Yeah. But I've or childhood you, memories, yes. Do you know ones. my other childhood memory was, um, we'd all make, my, my again, my Uncle Paul was a, a farmer and he'd be making the hay and my dad used to go across the road and help him, you know, mm. bail or whatever. And we'd be making the sandwiches and the flasks of tea and yes. everything and we'd bring it down to them and oh they'd take Lord. the break and sit around ah. and eat the sandwiches and the whole lot. Yeah. That's Ireland. That's Ireland in the summertime. They are great memories. Mm. You know, the haymaking, the bringing in of the harvest. Oh Lord, it really makes you feel good when you reminisce and think about uh, times like those. And they're, they're, they're there today. People are picnicking away all over the place and enjoying it too. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We're going to head to a short break. Back in a moment. You know people who at the minute and you hear it oh it's too hot yeah it's too hot Mm -hmm. can't stand it can't take this heat oh the fucking jeepers we're not made for this heat the Irish aren't made for it we're not built for it no no (laughs) (laughs) you pay money for it and nobody complains. Tell but them what. Tell them. Free, I think Louise is right. <laughs> tell them what we were talking about early this morning. That cockerel. You were just you saying. Go, oh, yeah. it's too hot. Oh, I can't take this heat. Give, oh. us a, give us a break. But yet, when you pay money and you go abroad for the same temperatures, everybody is like, "Get out! Six o'clock in the morning. Quick, get out! We don't want to miss one ray." Yes. But it's not too hot. But for yet, the same temperatures now. That but is one of the best points oh. ever. I think Louise is making a great point there. You pay big money to fly out, go abroad, stay in a lovely place. And it's like this all the time when you're in holidays. Within reason. And if you don't get that, if it's terrible out there, 
It is disastrous. Well, mind you, when it's good at home and you're out there and it's spilling, we're delighted at home. You know yeah. the Irish, the begrudgery of the Irish. Yeah. Oh, was it terrible when you went? Pity you went. Jeez, it was gorgeous here when you were away. But... Yeah, you're looking up your phone going, 30 <laughs> degrees at home. Oh my God, 30 degrees at home. And we've paid good money to be here yeah. and it's only 24. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the other point I'll make to people? Very shortly, perhaps within days, it will change. Mm. And God knows if we'll get a spell like this again. And then within weeks... There'll be little light in the sky. It'll get cold and we'll face the awful autumn time, late autumn, winter. And we'll be given out, you know what? Oh, it's freezing. It's freezing and we can't turn on the gas. And th- Just think about this. This will be the next. Doesn't weather play a huge part in our conversations in daily life? Even when you come Irish in here. conversations. Yes, we yeah. come in. I arrive in the morning. Hello, lovely morning. Everyone says, oh, it's mm-hmm. a great day. We talk about the weather first. But listen, I'm saying to everybody. Enjoy this. It is fantastic and it's great to get a spell of it. And you can plan. I was talking to Anne Tracy this morning. Hello, Anne. And Anne said to me, the great thing about this, Jerry, is that from a few days back, you can plan in Ireland the weather is going to be good. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. You know, not... Nutella day, as my six-year-old calls it. Is that right? Yeah, fab what? day is Nutella day. If it's cloudy, it'll be Nutella on cracker day. Because he's not too mad about crackers. <laughs> I hear they're not too mad about rashers in your house either no. after. What happened to your rasher? Well, that's a Deirdre, as you heard, was just explaining that, you know, teach kids how to cook. Yes. But you wouldn't want me to teach my kids how to cook. <laughs> I was cooking a few rashers this morning. I don't know what I did wrong. I put like that spray, you know, the fire yes. light. And I just put the rashers in the pan and went to turn them and whoosh, flames. Oh, no. Mm. No, it's just literally, I kind of went, I was a, uh, and then it went. Louise, I think that was for the cameras. That's a flambe. <laughs> no, you did a flambe with so rashers. So I did good. I did a four star. Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay can't do it. <laughs> Jamie can't do it. They do all right flambes with other things where they put the brandy on and the spirit. But Louise does it with rashers. A rasher flambe. <laughs> and fry light. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want you. Tomorrow. I want you to do the cookbook. How not to cook. Yeah. I think you make a great job of that. Here's what we burned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did I give the number out for the RDS family uh, pass uh, to the horse show? 086-1800-658 is the number. I don't know whether I mentioned it earlier on for the family pass to the RDS next week to the horse show. Two adults, three children. The question is, what year was the RDS founded? 1730, 1731 or 1732? Answers to 086-1800-658. Anyway, want to say a big hello to DJ Jake. Our Sinead Brazel met him in the credit union earlier on on the 11 to 1 show uh, he's with the Wolf Tones on the 13s in Drogheda he's the club's resident DJ and he wants to wish the 13s the best of luck and they all love Dua Lipa come on the Tones Dua Lipa, especially for the Wolf Tones, draw it on the 13s from DJ Jake on your late lunch this afternoon. Hi guys, I love the nice weather, but the difference is when you're on holidays, you're relaxing by the pool in the heat. I'm travelling around Dublin for work. It's not as enjoyable working in it abroad. They take siestas too, that's true. Loving the show, we're drawing a young one working in Dublin. Lovely to hear from you, thanks for sending us the message. And another one there saying, yeah, great heat, great to go away for the same heat, but it's hard to work in the heat here. Says another listener, except your 
point. Hence why people enjoy paying to go abroad. Now, I first met my next guest along with her sister when they were schoolgirls and they came up with this fantastic idea which has developed into a business called Fenue Health and it's just been an incredible success story. And I'm delighted to say hello again today to one half of the duo. Kate Madden joins me on the line. Hello, Kate. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Great to chat to you again on the show. Well, congratulations to yourself and Annie. You are now members of RDS committees. This is uh, unprecedented for such young ladies, I believe. Yeah, we are. So, but you kind of gave a quick backstory of me yeah. and Annie. We, we set up our business, Venue Health, when we were in school. And what Venue Health really is, is it's to join it all together. It was a product that we set up for the equine industry, uh, particularly for stomach problems in horses. Um, And we kind of grew this development through school, through our college years. I've now graduated college, whereas Annie's only in second year, going into third year. But yeah, with that, along, obviously, when we went into university, we joined a lot of local societies within UCC in University College Cork. But as, as as well as that, we also joined the RDS, which mm. is, of course, the Royal Dublin Society. So I joined the Science and Technology Committee, and Annie joined the Enterprise Committee. And generally, as you can imagine, many people who join these committees are, are usually retired people. Yes. You know, it's, it's something to kind of an extra thing to do during the, the week or the, the months that it lay ahead. And we were the two youngest to ever join these committees as we entered college. Uh, so we, we joke saying that we bring down the average age of the committees by a good few decades. But yeah, that's what, that's what we're involved in now. But it's true, it's true. You have reduced the age absolutely significantly <laughs> in one fell swoop. But really, it ties in nicely with you two and your progression through school, college and beyond and the business, of course. Exactly. It does. It, it's, a really, it's a really lovely fit. I'm going to come back to the audience in the show in a moment but first um, you, you were away uh, in, in the States tell us what was going on there with yourself I was so as I said Venue Health itself we've been up and going since 2015 at this stage I'm actually starting to feel old 2015 <laughs> we did our science project in the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition um, and from that we've grown the business over and over again Um spreading it out, selling to 15 countries around the world, as well as having nine people working on our team with us. So it's not actually just myself and Annie. Um, but with those 15 countries, a lot of travelling and speaking to different different people in different time zones mm. comes along with it. So I spent the last six weeks um, making my way literally from West Coast to East Coast of uh, the U.S bit of work, bit of travel, you know, mm. bit of both. And then Annie also spent her last six weeks going across mainland Europe. Um, and with that, you probably know that a few a few months ago now, I was the lead female in the Global Student Entrepreneur Awards, um, which was obviously supposed to take part in South Africa, but COVID was around. So we were doing it for my living room. Um, but then as well as that, Annie recently won a the Enterprise Ireland Student Enterprise Awards. Oh, uh, she brilliant. won the top prize for that, as well as when she was in Europe. But it's not all. It's not all work. And um, when she was in Europe, she was representing Ireland actually on the Young Breeders Association team and the Irish Young Breeders team. And um, basic rundown of what that is is 
she more or less learns how to judge horses and mm. judge horses and foals and mares. It's quite interesting, actually. And um, their team, the Irish team, four of them went over to the Netherlands and they actually ended up winning the global competition of these young breeders. Fantastic. I think it could, have even, it could have even been the first time that the, that the Irish have done this. So between myself and Annie, we've been... Again, work and play, you could say, between moving around the States and moving around Europe. But no, the two of us are eventually home. We're home all in time for the best week of the year at the Dublin Horse Show. Starting next Wednesday, of course, the 17th and running until the Sunday. Well, you know, it's just all good news all round. And when you say there's nine people with you now, you should be so proud of that, that you've grown the business and look at where it is now in so many countries. And there you are working, uh, working the sales pitches as well, both of you in in America and and Europe. Um, Come back to the RDS and the show. It's great to have it back, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Like, sure, we're horsey girls, you know, from yeah. the time we could walk, we were bring, being brought to the horse show every year. And it has just been so missed over the last two years, I think, by mm. everyone in the country, whether you're into horses or you're not. Because as well as it being one of the most popular events in the world for the equine industry and for you know, the professional horse people, it's also one of the best weeks in the year for you know, a family fun day or a family day out. You know, there's so many stands. You can see the ponies, the horses, the show jumping. It's just the atmosphere. is You can't describe it. You can't even compare it to another event. Oh, I'm biased that I've been going for years that I'm on the committees in the RDS. But genuinely, it's, we're counting down the hours at this point uh, to the event itself. I ain't surprised because two years without it, it is just unique yeah. on the Irish calendar. It sits in there every August time and we've had to do it out. It's going to be phenomenal, I, I know, this year. And and to say to listeners as well, you may not understand, you know, I, I have the figures and thanks you send them to me. It's costing six and a half million to stage this event. And it's not for profit, Annie. There's no profit in this. No. It, it's ploughed back in whatever's made, isn't it, into the industry, etc. Yeah, and as well with that, like the RDS, everything they run is not for profit. Yeah. Like all of these societies, like we're all yes. volunteers. We just do it. Mm. You know, it's, it's something extra for us to be doing. Um, but as well as that, like the RDS, I, I'd highly recommend to anyone who does have those few hours to look into the RDS. There's so many different societies that you can join. Um, like as well as all the goodness that it does, you know, for the non-profit with the horse show, for example. They also have, like they run, I think it's about a million euro they put aside for Scott. There's scholarships, yes. sponsorships and grants. Like it's a huge operation, you know, behind closed doors. Mm. Um, and the horse show is only a sneak peek of what of what we actually do. Yes. Yeah, I highly recommend to anyone have a look. You know, if you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, something like that, whether it's science and tech enterprise equestrian there's something for everyone in the RDS <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're parodying a very famous phrase there from television I love it something for everybody <laughs> in the RDS yes I really do like that um, but it does as I said generate tens of millions for the industry and the country that's very very important to say the the horses and, and the jumping of course that is the centrepiece the competition the nation's cup is the big one of course has Ireland a chance this year I believe that this year could be one of our best chances oh, um, of the good. year. Um, the team we have a very strong team going in this year with some pop with some common names, of course, have been there before. Then some new names as well who maybe only jumped around the world. You know, yes. they're bringing it home. They're bringing it to Dublin. Mm. So I think if there is, if there was any year to be watching the Irish team 
it's definitely this year because we've been practicing in private for the last two years. So I just show off at home. <laughs> yeah, and we want to take the title back from that crowd, oh, Great no. Britain, don't we? They were they're the holders. They've had it now for three years. I know, I know. It's a lot long it's overdue long time. time to get a pack from them. <laughs> it certainly is. But just to say again, and I've been mentioning and thank you for the family tickets. It's going down a treat for us here, and I've been mentioning it each day that there is so much more, as you said, uh, than the jumping t- it's just a, a festival isn't it it really is a festival it really is it really is and like the atmosphere that comes with it and hopefully the good weather will hang on for us as well um, but no it's, it's just it's a really well run event as well if you are thinking like I know a lot of grandparents like bringing their grandchildren to the horse show because it's not it's not all about the horses at the end of the day there is the stands there's the food hut there's the music mm. there's everything there's mm. everything for kids who can crawl the kids who go off by themselves it's really it's a great it's a great day or a week out whatever way you look at it it really is and again to remind people it's the 17th to the 21st starts next Wednesday at the RDS in Dublin just back to yourselves before I finish Annie's still uh, studying away your plans you're out now the other side of the study Annie as you said you were... yeah myself and Annie both went to UCC in Cork we went to mm. Cork Best decision I ever made, but that's a, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm actually finishing up now. I finished there in May. Yeah. I graduate in October. The big ceremonies, they're all back in place after COVID. Um, but my plans now after this is I studied food marketing and entrepreneurship in Cork. Quite an obscure course, but really, really good. I mm. recommend it to anyone. Um, and I'm actually going into KPMG starting in October. I'm going into their consulting department so I'm really looking forward to that I know I've met plenty of people who've gone through KPMG over the last few years and I just can't wait to actually be part of it now into the big bad world with my big girl job I I can't wait (laughs) Uh, and uh, what about your sister what's her plans beyond do you know what she's going to do so Annie is studying law and business in Cork as well Um, she's still two years left of college Um, I know she spent the summer with Matheson um, and she really, really enjoyed it. I believe that she has her traineeship offered by Matheson, which is fantastic going into third year. Very good. Um, but I think that's that's kind of the route that she's looking down, more the law side. Yeah. It's kind of everyone's in the family as well. A lot of our cousins would have done similar. Um, and to be honest, it would suit Annie. She, it, I would not be the type you would want to come to me for legal <laughs> advice, whereas Annie will be that in our family, definitely. There you are. You see, it's yes, Matheson, uh, well known in the in the uh, legal game, and of course KPMG, a huge firm that uh, you're going to too. Ah, look at. You're a great story. You know, you really are. And I, I want to wish you all the very best uh, in your Thank futures. You. And also do keep in touch with us. And congratulations on Fenu Health success and becoming the youngest members of the uh, various RDS committees. But it's great to catch up with you again today. So proud of you. I know everybody is yeah, from uh, County Meath and here as well. Thank you so Thank much. You. And uh, pass on my regards to Annie, won't you, Kate, I will, please? Of course. I will, of course. Take care of yourself. Bye bye now. Bye bye. That's uh, Kate Madden there. Two young girls I met. I think they were fourteen or fifteen years of age, and they sat in this studio with me here the first day. They came in in their school uniforms, and they were telling me about this concept they had and explaining it to me. 
And to think where they've gone from 2014-15 to where they are now, it simply is amazing. They're wonderful and they're from a wonderful family as well who support them all the way and you couldn't wish it uh, the success on nicer people and I congratulate them again. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Still to come on the show today, yes you are, yes I am, yes we all are, we hear. The leanest... The le- <laughs> No, we're not the leanest. I, I, I have to say that again. The most lenient parents in the world, are we? What do you think? Anyway, we're going to be talking about it in a wee while with Lars Anderson. Uh, but before all that, we'll take a break and chat to you in a couple of minutes. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I better stop that, Louise. I better stop, better stop, stop that, stop that. I'll tell you why I want you to stop that. Today, the 11th of August, is my wedding anniversary. Oh, happy an- wedding you. anniversary. Don't say happy birthday. And I said to myself, <laughs> I must look up and play the song that was number one of the charts the day I was married. Oh, no way. <laughs> when two tribes go to war. The eruptions at the reception. <laughs> what a song for a wedding day. What a song. Oh, for it was a number wedding. two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Not the best. Uh, no, no, not the best. So I just decided to just remind myself. Anyway, anyway, like the truth is, you know, every relationship, you know yourself, there's always breaks a war and then peace follows and that's the reality nobody gets a straight run ever no. I would doubt there's anybody you know couldn't be anybody hadn't a disagreement or a fallout or a blazing red it doesn't happen that's not the doesn't reality nah. no nah, there's, be very there couldn't be I, but there might be a couple out there you never know is there anyone Maybe. out there never had a Barney in their relationship in their lives couldn't be there couldn't be the reason. It couldn't just go along all lovey-dovey from start to finish. Could it? Mm. Could it? Honestly, w- what's your, what's your so. gut feeling? No, I wouldn't say so. No, no, I wouldn't think so either. And I'd love to meet a couple that never go to bed. You know the way some people <laughs> have an argument, but they never go to bed on it. <laughs> I was told that years ago by the late Mrs. Sharkey, who used to work with my wife in the hospital, says, never let the sun set in an argument. Did you follow Thank it? Jesus, it said many <laughs> times in our house, I can tell you over the years. <laughs> and sure, look, that's that's the way it goes. You know, is there anybody out there never went to bed, you know, on... Bad terms. Bad terms with their partner or never had a row with their partner. 086 658 WhatsApp or text shifts, to so the they show. they never actually went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, so uh, they got away with it in that. Maybe they didn't sleep. Um... I bet you we'll get nobody. I'll have a bet with you now. Nobody will message us on 086-1800-658 to say they've never had a disagreement or a falling out or they've never gone to bed on an argument without sorting it out beforehand. Let's see. Will anybody come to us? And look at in confidentiality, if you message us, I won't read your name or that to be sure, but I, I wonder... No, no, there can't be anybody. There can't Couldn't be anybody. Be. No, 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 no. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I'll throw it out there anyway, but we're going to get no response Even to that. Even best friends fight. Everybody has mm. their moments. And that is a fact. That is life. Anyway, today, many moons ago, 
<laughs> I walked down the aisle with Miriam Keane. Many years? <laughs> it was 1980. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sorry? You just got that. Let's get the real song on the disc here and spin it because this is our wedding song. Happy anniversary. Made up of these three words that I must say to you. I just to say I love you I just go to say how much I care I just go to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my I love that song, <laughs> wouldn't I? I'd have to love it anyway. Our first song, all those years ago, at Stevie Wonder brings back great, great memories. Now I have another competition on the show today. I do, indeed, indeed. The Dock Stadium Jewel Race and Family Fun Day takes place. Monday, Monday next, the 15th of August. There's just so much going on at Dundalk Stadium. And I have uh, three sets of four tickets each. So if you win, if you're a winner, you get four tickets to the big day at Dundalk Stadium next Monday. I'm looking for three people today to pick uh, for the tickets. Here's your question to go to the Dundalk Stadium Jewel Race and Family Fun Day. How many dogs go to traps for a greyhound race? Now, with all the traps full, with all the traps full. How many dogs go to traps for a greyhound race? Answers to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. The horse racing begins at 2. The greyhounds are on afterwards. There's a host of activities for all of the family. Electric train rides on the sensory sensitive wheelchair accessible Dundalk Express. Pony rides, dinosaurs, magicians, goodie bags and much more. Live music and entertainment into late in the evening. The Dock Stadium is the place to be for the big day next Monday the 15th of August and you can be there if you tell me how many dogs go to traps for a greyhound race. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And reminding you, staying with sport for the moment, that Premier League is back. Week 2 this weekend and did you know that you can check out exclusive Premier League games every Saturday. Listen in here on lmfm.ie or on the LMFM app powered by TalkSport. This Saturday, it's the big losers from week one at 12.30. Aston Villa against Everton. Arsenal, after their opening night win, we owe Leicester City a beating. That's at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then Brentford, who rescued a point at Leicester last week, take on a team called, well, let's see, can I, who are they? Manchester United at half past five. Yes, that's the half five game. Premier League Live with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen. You can listen to it all here with us on LMFM Radio. Up next on the show, agree or disagree? Well, make up your own mind when I chat to him. Lars Anderson is with me 
And uh, findings of a new survey have revealed that Irish parents are the most lenient in the world. Stay with us on Late Lunch. I'm sure many listening today are familiar with my name tags. Aren't they a godsend ahead of back to school time when you uh, apply them or iron them on to various items of clothing and other things besides? And it saved the day on many occasions. And they're in business now 15 years. Well, when I tell you that my name tags has had a survey carried out, which appears to reveal that Irish parents are among the most lenient in the world. To tell me more, I'm joined by the company's MD, Lars Anderson. Hello, Lars. Hello, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on the show today. So give us a feel for what this survey has thrown up that suggests we're all softies when it comes to parents and guardians in the little old island of Ireland. Yeah, no, so, so we looked at, we asked a number of parents around Ireland uh, about their parenting style compared to their parents. Mm. And, and we really see that things have changed over a generation. So, so we are now, uh, as parents, we are much more lenient. It, we are slightly skipping rules and, and just being a little bit more flexible than our, than our parents were. Uh, so there's really that feeling that it, most parents feel that their parents took a much stricter, clearer approach with rules uh, and they don't feel they're doing that themselves. OK, for example, in what type of areas did you cover with this? Give us some examples where you feel yesteryear it was a different story to today. Uh, well, one e- one example is uh, about half of modern parents don't really expect their children to help with household chores. And and I think compared to in our parents' generation, that was really something that was, was a given. You're really helping out. Uh, we are much more flexible. 55% are saying they, they are more flexible to just drop rules if, if it doesn't quite suit them. Mm. Um, so, so we really are kind of treating our par- our children more as friends and equals rather than a, a generation before, where there was a bit more distance. I think. Yeah, I wonder. Is, I wonder is that a good or a bad thing, or do you have a view on that? Well, that, you know, society is moving on, I guess, and and this is part of it. We are getting a little bit less authoritarian mm. these days. Mm. Uh, so maybe that's a better thing. You know, we are we we seem to be spending more quality time. Uh, something that the survey tells us, uh, spending more quality time with our children. So I think all of that is good. I think one of the maybe problem is we are feeling more guilty about parenting. I think we feel we're judged more on how we're parenting uh, in, in maybe in the age of social media. Yes, and, and, and that guilt thing maybe perhaps comes from, I know you say we're spending more quality time. Uh, uh, parents, and two parents in many houses, are working hard Monday to Friday and there isn't a lot of time. I take it that's probably into weekends, uh, you know, that they, they maybe, uh, what would I say, parents leave other things aside to devote time then to their children. Is that what's coming through? Yes, I think uh, so. So the uh, in our parents' generation, there was more of letting children play on their own, you yeah. know, uh, be, yes. be, uh, be to themselves. Whereas now, I think we are we're making much more of an effort to, uh, yeah, to play with our children, to uh, you know, really, you know, play games to to support our children, 
And I think one of the good things about that is that we feel more likely that our our children will actually tell us things. You know, there mm. is there is probably a closer rapport between between parents and children these days than it was a generation ago. Yes, because a friend is more likely to tell you, you know, allow you into their confidence uh, rather than when it's them and us or the parent, you know, is uh, separated from the child or distanced from the, from the child. You know the old saying, children should be seen but never heard. <laughs> Yes, I think I think we th- this survey really shows we've we've sort of moved on from that time. Uh, we are we are much more yeah much more friends now. But then maybe it's also more difficult to set rules for a friend. Mm, true. That's the other. That's on on the converse side. That is so true. How do you actually you know lay the law down when it has to be laid down? You did mention yourself a moment ago. The parents are a little more laissez-faire about the rules. Another thing, and I'm I'm just looking at the results of it here, picking out. Um, when it comes to what children eat and drink, it's far more relaxed now. Perhaps that's something to do. We were talking. I go back to it again about obesity the other day. You know, and the big issue we have there. Would that tie in with something like that, perhaps? Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. Maybe even to the point that, you know, some some people grew up and, and they felt they weren't allowed to kind of eat and drink everything they wanted. So they're trying to do the best for their children. But maybe sometimes we can be too kind. Mm. Uh, we can be too too lenient and, and too easily give, a, give in to, to that uh, soft drink or uh, maybe a some sort of fast food uh, yes. because the child uh, begs for it rather than say this is a rule no we are we are having a, a proper meal and you know, drinking water or whatever yeah and uh, so, the the other uh, finding that I, I felt uh, interesting um, that one in three uh, parents or guardians aren't that at ease with their own parents looking after their children I wonder why is that yeah, that's that surprised me really. I mean, we are we are we have such a fantastic resource in in grandparents uh, looking after uh, their, their grandchildren. So so it's sad if if about as I said, one in three feels that there is a sort of incompatibility there. That maybe the the, the different approach to parenting is is such that they they are worried. Uh, to let their own parents look after the grandchildren. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure exactly why, but it, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's sad that we feel that we are sort of, we are a bit distant in, in the way we are doing things compared to the old generation. And, and you know, we talk about uh, the overall findings here that parents are more lenient. And you won't get more lenient than grandparents. Yeah, no, that's one of the things. You would think that that grandparents would would be the ones spoiling the children, and and uh, but here it almost looks looks like the opposite effect. That we are we are afraid that they would just do things differently. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, and maybe maybe there, there is a bit of uh, sort of new rules and special rules, and let the child do this, and the children aren't happy with 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 grandparents' approach to things. Mm. And and yet we appear in society, certainly from when I was a child and I had children myself, um, when, when you look at society today and all the difficulties and worries that children and teenagers and young adults face in society and, and you look at the findings of this, you wonder, don't you? You really do wonder 
you know, where this feeds in or does it feed in at all to those challenges in society? You know what I'm getting at there, Lars? Yeah, yeah. we we, we are changing as a society, I suppose, anyway. The culture, everything is changing. So, So we are hopefully adapting adapting well uh, to to uh, the new way of doing things. I mean, one of the things we haven't talked about is that in, maybe in the old generation, we were more practical. Parents would, would teach children to be practical, to ride a bike and so on. These days, we're trying to teach people how to be more imaginative, which may be as part of of, of requirements in a, in a new and, and, and changing world. And rather than riding a bike, how to navigate an iPhone or a smartphone? Oh, don't get me going on that one. That's a that's a whole debate for, for another it's, day. It's part of the new world. It it's is. Part of the it new is. World. It Whether is. Whether or not we we think it's a hundred percent great thing or not, uh, it's 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 there to to stay. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. It certainly another, is another discussion for another day. It is indeed. Anyway, good luck with your my name tags. You're a lifesaver, I have to say, and they're available all Thank over you. the place. And school will be back in a matter of weeks. Thank you for joining me, Lars, on the show today. Thank you. Take bye. care, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. Miss Louise Walsh, join me please till I ask you, continuing the conversation I had there with Lars, what do you think? I was just trying to think myself when I see these findings and some of them you know, you'd wonder really, you know, when you think of you as a child being reared with your sisters by your mum and dad, compared to today and you and your children do you think you're softer than your mum and dad? As Uh, a parent? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I wonder about it. You know, I, I'm from my own family experience mm. as well. I'd say, I'm look. I, I think my mother let me away with murder at times. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> did I say that out loud? Um, no, I think I think I think they were very. They were strict when they needed to be, mm. but they were they were fair. But because we had no phones, there were the times you no phones, and you'd yes. be gone for hours, days, you know. They didn't know where you were. No, they kind of just had to put their faith and trust that you'd be okay, didn't they? Mm. But they didn't, you know, they let you have that freedom. They let you explore that boundary, you know. Well, today, if they don't answer the phone within 20 seconds. You're out in the car (laughs) looking for them. Looking, you know, Mm. I know no one being a bit facetious there and uh, exaggerating, but you know what I mean? If they don't answer within a time, if they don't ring you back, that annoys me. Mm. You know what I mean? It certainly does. I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. Uh, It's only now looking back, thinking, mm. oh, my gosh, the worry I must have put my mother through. I'm a father. Mm. But I, I, I think, you know... You have to show right from wrong. Discipline is needed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, you know, that is goes you without saying. You can't be their friend. You have to be a parent. No, that's the thing there about being a friend. And and I suppose I, I'm i as guilty as hell as anyone with that, <laughs> to be a friend and being soft and that. I'd find it difficult, you know, mm-hmm. to... It's easier. Mm, it is. It is. It's a lot easier. It sure is a lot easier. There's no doubt about that. But uh, interesting. Makes you think. Makes you reflect. Uh, think of your own situation and w- what it's like today as well. If you've anything to say, love to hear from you on the show. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We're back in a moment and we have a life-saving story for you. It's a landmark in Navin. I'm talking about the Round O. They'll be celebrating their 50th anniversary shortly, but they're celebrating a life saved. And to tell me more, uh, Mark Keenan joins me on the line. He's the co-owner of the place there. Now, Mark, how are you? 
Hello, how you doing, well? I'm good. Mark, before we talk about what happened on Sunday last, round about tea time, about a month ago you had a, a, a scary situation. Yeah, with a scary situation, woman uh, choking and uh, started choking on food and there wasn't too many, there was only one girl that knew what to do with the Heinrich manoeuvre. So uh, straight away after that weekend, we decided to get a CPR for everyone to uh, and that was done three weeks ago. We only got that on three weeks ago for everyone. So everybody had CPR training on foot of that frightening incident about yes. three weeks ago. Now, yes. roll on the clock. Sunday last, coming to tea time, you had another emergency. Yeah, we, we, one of our old regulars that's been, you know, uh, he, he lost his wife there a couple of years ago and he's, he's, he's in every weekend with us. Jack is his name and he came in to uh, meet a friend of his from New York that was over and he was sitting at the chair. He was there for about half, half an hour, 45 minutes and just collapsed with a heart attack. <sighs> And straight away, the team jumped into action. The staff, yeah, absolutely uh, unbelievable. They all jumped, uh, jumped into, into operation, as they say. They, uh, they worked on them for about 25, 30 minutes. But they had uh, the chest compression. They'd done the whole thing right, you know. They had uh, the really, really unbelievable job, the whole lot of them. You had the defibrillator available too? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah, yeah, that was used. Uh, brought the colour back in his in his face. You know, he was definitely the ambulance driver says if we didn't do what we done, he would be a different story altogether. This is fantastic, and it yeah, just shows yeah. you it brings. And how is he? What's the news today? How yeah, is he doing? Yeah, I was just talking to a nephew of his yesterday that went to see him, and a friend of his went to see him, and he's he's sitting up looking for his phone, drinking tea and toast. Good. Good. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's uh, absolutely great story and great staff. Absolutely brilliant. And, uh, of course, you just nearly go into autopilot, which they did. It's all right doing the training. I experienced this myself a couple of years back, but yeah, when you're yeah, in the... Well, we had a couple of situations over the years. Yeah. Like, the last CPO we done was about four years ago, and a lot of young staff now that work for us didn't work then, you know. Mm. So, uh, and uh, I wouldn't mind, but there was only two people that done this course four years ago, and you kind of have to do every year to kind of keep up with the... Yes, the knowledge of it, you know. Yes, very important. Small price to pay for a life, you know. Mm. And and I take it with the, the stress, you, you you closed up early, did you? After oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids, yeah. the kids were there, and they were, they were, you know, they were bad, bad shock. You mm. know, it's, it's not a nice thing to see a witness, but no. It's not. It's a good, good ending so far, anyway. Oh, God, look, it, it, it's great. And I know you value him, and uh, he's like one of the family there. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's drinking. He's yeah. He moved home from England 20 odd years ago, and he's been, you know, this is his kind of second home, you know. Mm. He doesn't have any family around him, and this is Toronto, kind of place. Solitude, as you say. Ah, it's, it, it's just terrific. And do you want to mention any of them, or single out anyone, or just oh, say just the whole. Single out, well, Eddie the Chef, and uh, Sarah, and. Uh, and Oh, every one of them. Every one of them did a great job, you know. Mm. And uh, kept him going. It's not easy to keep those compressions going until your no, ambulance arrived. It's... No, and, and there was a, look enough, there was a nurse on the scene there too, and she, she had to have a good bit too, you know. But, uh, you know, only for that CPR training, it would be a different story. It's, I'll be talking to you, that's for sure. Ah, listen, it's uh, a great one, and we wish Jack well, and congratulate you, Mark, and everybody at the Round O ahead of your 50th celebrations. Yeah, 50, was, 50 was last two weeks ago. Oh, was 50. it? Yeah, yeah, right, okay. So you're, you're over the well, yeah. sure, you know them celebrations, yeah, the last yeah. four weeks yeah. on end. <laughs> yeah, two celebrations now. <laughs> two celebrations now is right. Yeah, listen, yeah. thank you for taking our call. I okay, appreciate it, Mark. Take care bye yourself. Bye-bye. That's Mark Keenan there.
from the round old landmark and the island and the road there, isn't it, in Navin? But what a great story that is. And it just shows you CPR, say it again. We've talked about it many times here. You remember my own story going back a couple of years. The training is invaluable. And it, it, it's invaluable when you're needed to be there and save a person's life and I want to say again Chef Eddie there Sarah uh, McCabe with the DFib and all the team who got involved did a fantastic fantastic job and all's well that ends well we say on that one If I ever see you again I'd get these feelings off my chest If I ever see you again I'd tell you why I often like Now the RDS of the Dublin Society as it was known was founded in 17. 17- 31 was the answer I was looking for and that family passed to the Dublin Horse Show today on late lunch is going to Pauline Donnelly. Well done to you. Dundalk Stadium the big day is Monday next the 15th a dual race and uh, dog day down there. Horse racing first followed by the the, uh, Greyhounds. Oh it's going to be a fantastic family day out too. Monday, August the 15th. And my question was for the tickets today on late lunch, how many dogs go to traps for a greyhound race with all traps full? Six is the answer I was looking for. So four tickets each for the big day going to Pat McCabe and McKenna and Nolene Drum Ghoul. And I'll have more tickets to give away to uh, the race, dual race day at Dundalk tomorrow on the show. Now, it's time for this the late lunch artist of the week artist of the week better prop me microphone or you won't know who the artist of the week is anyway the spice girls are my artists of the week and uh taking up the story from yesterday jerry hallowell quit in may 1998 uh, but the world tour continued as a foursome uh, Viva Forever became their seventh UK number one single and as the year drew to a close the Spice Girls equal defeat only ever previously achieved by the Beatles yes a third consecutive Christmas number one with the song Goodbye and that song was actually considered to be a tribute to the departed at that stage from the group Jerry Halliwell. As 1999 dawned, each of them began to pursue solo careers, but they did return to studio in the latter part of the year to work on their third album, which would be called Forever and released in the millennium year 2000. Though they never officially announced they were splitting, Seven years passed, yes, seven years before in 2007, all five of them reunited for a sellout, uh, resounding success, netting, listen to this, 200 million euros in income, yes, from a world tour. Yes, they set off on a 47-day world tour, which was just simply phenomenal. The takings were remarkable at the time. Then roll on from 2007 to 2012 and the Olympic Games in London. And it was Ginger, Sporty, Posh, Scary and Baby Spice who stole the show at the closing ceremony with a rendition of their hits. And here's another Spice hit, but this one didn't make it to number one. Can you believe it? Yes, my artist of the week, the Spice Girls. You just walk in, I make you smile. Yes, yeah, Spice Girls, my artists of the week and the song that didn't make it to number one for them. And I'll round off their story in words and song round about this time tomorrow. Lovely to hear from you, Jerry McNally. We were talking with Seth and Louise earlier on. 
and we, we surmise there couldn't be a relationship that didn't have a fallout or argument. Uh, Jerry's been on to say, my daughter uh, Steffi got married two weeks ago and in my father the bride speech I gave her one piece of advice. Never go to bed on an argument. Stay up and fight. Steffi was a good friend of your daughter, Sarah, at TKIT. Indeed, I remember her for sure some years ago and they're both now happily married women. Jerry, lovely to hear from you. So you hear that, folks? Never go to bed in an argument. Jerry McNally's advice, stay up and fight. I love it. I simply love it. Your late lunch on LMFM Radio. Final break of the afternoon on the way. And we're going to have a chat with Paul McCann, who's going to tell us about the plight of Dickie Newell. Dickie Newell is a member of Cucullin Cycling Club and his life changed in an instant back in April when he went out for a spin on his bike and suffered catastrophic injuries. He's been uh, cared for since then at the National Rehabilitation Hospital in Dunleary where he is at present but he hopes to get back home soon. But there are works to be done to the house to enable that to happen. To tell me more, I'm joined on the line by Paul McCann. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on the show today. How is he, Paul? Well, thanks for having me on your show and giving me an opportunity to talk about Dickie. Um, Dickie is, on the whole, very good considering what has happened to him. Mm. But anyone who knows Dickie will know he keeps the bright side out for everybody. And he has a, a good word for everybody. And it's just in his nature to be cheery. That's the kind of guy he yes, is. Yes, and that's good to hear. And uh, uh, needing all of that at this time, he's a well-known man, isn't he? He really is. He was a great runner with North East Runners before he came to you in the cycling. Yeah, not, not to um, underestimate the impact of his injuries. He has his hard days too, Jerry. I just think that bears mm. mentioning, you know, and there are days when it's 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 a very dark place for him. But... His nature shines through. And yes, uh, Dickie's, Dickie's terribly well known. Like Before he came to, to cycling, he was a runner with the North, not with Northeast Runners. He played golf for years, uh, I think, in, in Manning Castle. Mm. He was played football with the Dowdlers. People will remember him from playing soccer with, uh, what was it, Riverend, mm. uh, back in the day, Street League. People will know him from all walks, of yes. life. Hmm. He, he was always so active. Like, um, even in Felda, he's been a member of Felda for years. People will know him coming and going. Even the coldest day of winter, he'd be the guy in the short trousers, yeah. and short sleeves, coming in the door with a quick-witted word for everybody he knew, you know? Yes. And really, that's why I'm talking to you today, Jerry. I want to reach those people who will now realise they know Dickie Newell they'll say yeah, yeah that, that's the guy that's the fellow who had the accident mm. so I'm trying to reach all those and raise a little bit of awareness of his predicament Yes and delighted we are to, to help you with this I did mention there that when he does come home there's a, a large adjustment significant adjustment to be made to his home and that's the idea you in Cullen Cycling Club have set up a GoFundMe page to raise the money needed to make these renovations Absolutely uh, just a week ago we started our GoFundMe page and it's been going quite well I think we're we're over 20,000 or over 22,000 at the moment, um, which is 
very, very generous donations from people and it is very considerable. But we have a long way to go to really make an impact. Dickie's injuries are very compromising on his abilities. Um, he has he he's immobilized and he also has very li- limited use of his arms he's lost a lot of use from a guy who was so fit and so active to be reduced to such a, a small amount of ability to get mm. about uh, it's terrible mm. so yes his house would be very unsuitable as it stands and it's going to be honest frank with you it's going to cost an absolute fortune to make it livable for him yeah. let alone comfortable mm. to provide accessible transport for him all the things you, you can't even think of I can't even think of I, I you know he'll need a hoist he'll need he, he t- tells me he needs at least two wheelchairs so it's room for all this stuff there's such a lot of uh, bits and pieces that go with this territory you know, mm-hmm. and what what we want to do is push this total as far and as high as possible. There's no ceiling on it. It's been a great start in a short yeah. space of time, over twenty two thousand raised. But the push is needed to keep this amount building, yeah. building. Well, Jerry, I think it's only fitting because, as well as having a, a, a long and illustrious sporting background, um, being involved in everything, he, he like he always got involved in sport and was very active. But he also used that to raise money for other people. That was what motivated him. I mean, he came to cycling through deciding to do the Mizzen to Malin Challenge, um, which was to raise money for for So Sad. You know, um, he he took that on along with uh, his brother-in-law and they they did that a number of years back and he got into the cycling through that. He always did the Dowdles Hill uh, Christmas morning run Mm. to St. Oliver's Care Home. He, did. He, he was a great, like yourself, Jerry. he was a great man on the microphone. Mm. He could get people going, he could get a room, get the atmosphere up, and he fronted up um, charity nights. They, he was in, in the forefront of raising money back at the time of the tsunami. They held another night, uh, play your cards right, for Haiti, yes. you know? Um, organised golf classics back in the day when he was doing that for, for the hospice, you know? He, he was, he has done so much and so many people will remember him. I mean, people in, in Castletown area will remember him from um, Saturday nights, the, the player cards, right, for, yeah. for in the Clans Hall. I mean, those nights were great success and people will go, ah, is that the guy? And yeah. And, 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 and you know and he's so deserving yes he is I'm going to say that you see he has given so much and now it's Dickie Newell's turn to receive from you know from everybody who he's touched all through those various things you mentioned there over the years look just mentioned before we finish the GoFundMe page the easiest way to find it and, and support Dickie well yeah there's a few things I'd like to mention the GoFundMe page is very easily found it's called Let's do it for Dickie. Okay. Um, a very quick Google search will, will will bring you through. Good. So that's let's let's do it for Dickie, and people people should be able to find that very easily. Yes. Um, anybody who would like to donate and are not tech savvy, yes, any young person will be able to help them out. Of course. And it's not hard to do. 
people will do it for you and you can pay them and they'll put the money through. Um, so we would really appreciate that. Um, and we will keep that going. We're also organising other things in the background to try and keep the momentum. Uh, he's had w- great uh, well wishes from a lot of uh, notable people. I saw one mm. come in there from the Gooch Cooper. Um, and uh, everybody has been so kind yes. and so giving. So You've half a minute to just wrap there. up for me. Just okay. half a minute. Where, what else Sorry. do you want to mention? Well, we're organising a sportif. Uh, on Sunday week yep. from the DKIT anyone who wants to do that can log on through an event master and the, the, all the money will go to uh, to the fund yep. and uh, also his old friends from um, uh, Dowdles Hill and the clans in the future they watch out for a golf classic and a five kilometre run that's right. going to be organised in his name so Lovely. please a big shout out to anyone who ever knew him he might have painted their house or he might have played football with you Remember Dickie now, please. We do indeed. Paul, thank you for joining me on the show today. And that GoFundMe page again is Let's Do It For Dickie. It's easy to find and anything you can do would be appreciated. Friday, F-R-Y-D-A-Y. It feels like that at the moment with the weather, doesn't it? Alan Sutton, the former Leeds United physio, is joining me. Tara Walker has another summer salad for us. David Sheaton covers off sport. We've your TV theme, comedy and the Spice Girls finale and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's on the way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. We'll see you for the final show of the week, Friday, 1.30. Bye. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.